corner and i'm sorry i missed a few weeks guys but i hope you enjoyed my podcast with coach harris from last chance you independence pirates that was a good one everyone had well it seemed to be received well i hope you guys are enjoying it but now we're on to the nfl and coming into week 12 we have a gigantic matchup between the nine and one kansas city chiefs and the seven and four tompa bay buccaneers this is going to be a big one guys so i'm gonna instead of talking down free games like we normally do we're just going to do this one we're going to do a proper deep dive and look into how everyone's been playing this season and why this might be the most exciting matchup in the nfl this entire season now the kansas city chiefs are led by one of probably the greatest quarterback playing the game right now um we'll get into who's playing for the buccaneers in just a moment but the kansas city chiefs are led by the best quarterback in the nfl at the moment and that is patrick mahomes who is sitting with 3,035 yards on track for 5,000, 27 touchdowns on track for 40 this year and two picks. He has been nothing short of fantastic. Of course, last week led that game-winning drive against the Las Vegas Raiders. Still not used to saying uh, Las Vegas over Oakland, but yes, of course, against the Las Vegas Raiders. He looked fantastic. I mean, statistically very high yardage game for him 348 yards two touchdowns and a one pick but what i liked about that game is 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 you knew patrick mahomes getting the ball late in games like that he's gonna have that game winning drive for you because that's what he does best he is an absolute clutch machine last last week though the raiders were the only team to beat them so far this year so going back and getting that is a really big momentum shift for them and I mean, look, looking at their schedule could very uh, easily finish the season 15-1. and one. Like, you know, that's hard to do. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are looking strong so far this year. But I like the Chiefs over pretty much everyone in the AFC, apart from maybe the wild cards like Miami and the Bills, who have a penchant this year for really overachieving. And I think that could shine through if they play the Chiefs. Anyway... Padram Holmes has been fantastic. His offense has been humming. Travis Kelsey, the tight end who moves like a wide receiver, 896 yards, seven touchdowns. He has looked fantastic. He even threw a complete pass last game. But Travis Kelsey has looked absolutely fantastic this year. He's on course to, I mean, look, if he continues this production for like the remainder of his career, Dude's going to go down as probably one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. And there's no disrespect to guys like Shannon Sharp and Tony Gonzalez. But Travis Kelsey's different, man. He's built like a tight end. He he runs routes, catches the ball like a wide receiver. He can, you know, he can actually block as well. The guy's an animal. Like, that's not discounting me. He's been fantastic. But also the cheater, Tyreek Hill, 752 yards and 10 touchdowns through the air he's been magnificent as well if you need a guy who can take the top off on a defense better than anyone else in the nfl uh tyreek hill is your man right now he is probably the fastest wide receiver in the nfl right now and he is absolutely hard to stop when he gets going but also we not forget wide receiver number three pretty much on that team is miko hardman 411 yards three touchdowns again extremely fast loves playing deep down the field and and 
the Chiefs, when they get him the ball, he is explosive. So let's not discount him going into this game. But obviously the Chiefs now, the, the rushing has got improved since they... Well, I say improved. It looks better on paper since they got Le'Veon Bell, but it, it's not... Le'Veon hasn't had the impact I quite expect him to. But we're going to talk about my man, NFLSU, Clyde Edwards-Elair. 655 yards, four touchdowns, 232 receiving and a touchdown with his hands. So he has been fantastic this year. Easily going to eclipse a 1,000 all-purpose yards this year. But a guy who I was almost in some mock drafts bullied to taking off my board. Too much uh, LSU bias, but... He's done exactly what I said he can. You put him on gap plays, he'll get you five, six yards. He's not a big downhill guy, but he will fight for extra yards whenever you put him on the field. This kid is a grinder. So, you know, I'm feeling kind of, uh, you know, happy now. They've been uh, vilified a little bit, but no, we're doing good. We're doing good. Clyde's coming through. Uh, the defense side for Kansas City absolutely shocking against the run. We're, we're going to put that there. Chris Jones and Frank Clark are looking very disruptive on that line, but having uh, a lot uh, of str uh, struggle stopping the run. And we saw that in Kansas City's first game against the Raiders because that's been how the Raiders have been playing hard-hitting football this year. They are ramming the ball down your throat, running it on first and second and letting Derek Carr carve you on the third. Yeah, it is bit, that was... We know they haven't been able to stop that, but not many teams have actually just stuck with the run game and ran it down their throat. The Patriots game earlier this season, Damian Harris had a breakout game over 100 yards and honestly looked like he could tip the game in favour of the Patriots because the Kansas City cannot stop the run and you put a strong runner out there. We'll get to this in a minute who Tampa Bay's got running the ball. But yeah, very, very disruptive, but having hard, having a real hard time trying to stop runners. So my favourite part of this Kansas City defence is the safety tandem of Daniel Sorensen and Tyron Matthew. Five picks between them, three for Sorensen, two for the Honey Badger. They have been absolutely fantastic. And we'll talk about Daniel Sorensen. Leads the team in tackles. He has been absolutely killer this year. Those two guys at safety are really shutting down a lot of deep ball games this year. Tyron Matthew is an absolute beast. Daniel Sorensen has played out of his goddamn mind as well. So these two have been very, very fun to watch. Now, Sneed and Breland, the two corners, the two main corners, uh, have three picks between them. Two for Sneed, one for Breland, but haven't looked amazing. Uh, how, how do I phrase it? The corners have been, uh, you know, disruptive, playing okay, but it's really the safeties who are the focal point of that secondary. When you go to other teams like the New England Patriots, when the focal point of their secondary is the two premium corners, JC Jackson, Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, it's up to guys like Kyle Duggar and McCourty in the safety to just be there as as the name suggests, as a safety net, but also coming down to the line to make tackles, which is what obviously we're seeing from Daniel Soros and Tyron Matthew, two very instinctive players who are playing out of their mind this year. Now, before we talk about all like how this game is going to play out between these teams, we're going to quickly talk about what the Bucks and what the Bucks roster is bringing to this game. And the obvious first question we're going to ask when we get into talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks and their recent performances is Tom Brady finished? Is is this the last good season? Well, last uh, hurrah for him. Is he going to be able to perform on this level next year? Because he's looking like he's struggling this year. We obviously saw Brady struggle last week against the LA Rams. Now, 
I'm not talking down the Rams. They have one of the best defenses in football, and they really made Brady look foolish. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, 216 yards. You know, they rushed for less than, like, 40 yards combined, I think. It it was a joke. They, they ran the ball a combined 18 times, one of which was a, you know, jet sweep from Antonio Brown. It looked bad. They looked terrible, and they... The running game couldn't get going, which is a surprise because Ronald Jones has been fantastic. But yeah, very, very tough game for them last game. But we'll start with Tom Brady. He is, uh, you know, he's never been a strong arm guy. But when you're one for 20 on deep balls of 20 plus yards, maybe stop calling plays where you've got to make Brady throw 20 or more yards. Brady this year is 2,955 yards, 25 touchdowns, nine picks. Look, he's playing good, but he's not playing good enough. We know Tom Brady doesn't exactly have a strong arm. I'm not calling the guy a noodle arm, but he is at best when he's picking defenses apart with dink and dunk passes. But Bruce Arians keeps saying, hey, I want you to sling the ball 30, 40 yards through the air. We know Brady can't do that with his arm. But let's get on to his receiving core because he's really been moving the ball around a lot this year. 563 yards and nine touchdowns for the big boy Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, 465 yards, three TDs. The boy, Scotty Miller, out of Bowling Green State, 414 yards, two touchdowns. Gronk as well, 399, four touchdowns. And obviously, Antonio Brown, the craziest man in football, came in last game, 157 yards, no touchdowns. But he looked great. All jokes aside about AB, he's a generational receiver and he's one of the best receivers in the game right now. So I really hope he can get it together and, uh, and get things, uh, get into a routine on the pitch so we can say, hey, AB's back. He, he's left all the uh, immature stuff behind and he, he's going to play out his last few years in the league looking fantastic as he always done. So good luck to him. Anyway, the rushing game, Ronald Jones, Rojo, 754 yards and five TDs. He's really kind of been firing. He had the 98 yard touchdown run a couple weeks ago. Uh, but last game against the Rams looked entirely muted, you know. Uh, 24 yards to on 10 attempts. This is not good, is it? Like, it, it was, they were really struggling to get the run game going. I think maybe call some different concepts up for him because we know what works with him. You can put him on knife form and he'll punch through, but also you can let him hit the outside, maybe a couple gap plays. He knows what he's doing, so just let him get the ball. But also, then Fournette, you know, he's been kind of muted at running back, 261 yards, three touchdowns. Not what you expected out of Leonard Fournette. A guy letting down the side for NFLSU. He is really struggling this year. And I think I think maybe it's uh, we'll call time on him as elite running back now. Anyway, let's get to the defense because this is the really interesting part. And pe- people kind of talked down on the Bucks defense last year. And then they, uh, they sort of turned it around midway through the season. New defensive guys in. They ended up fifth best in the league. And, and don't get me wrong, they look fantastic. But this year... No, not as good as last year, but they're still looking pretty good, in my opinion. Cornerback Carlton Davis playing out of his mind. Four picks. Look great. Jordan Whitehead, the strong safety, also has two picks. So, you're thinking, huh, six of the picks picked off by a a cornerback and a strong safety. Do you want to know who else has two picks, along with strong safety Jordan Whitehead? It's defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul. Last game. Oh, he played out of his damn mind. Jason uh, Pierre-Paul. You are a menace. Last week he had a brilliant interception, picking off Jared Goff. Oh, it was it was it was a marvel to watch. I really enjoyed that game. It was a, a very fun game for me, being a defensive guy. 
But also, as well as two picks, he is the sack leader of the team. Seven and a half sack. So he, he's been playing great. And from Leonard Fournette, a guy who's letting down NFLSU, let's talk about Devin White. He's really repping that NFLSU with five sacks, 97 tackles. 61 of them are unassisted solo tackles. He has been playing fantastic, guys. De- Devin White, his, he is a future Hall of Famer. This kid is a beast. Recruited at NFL, uh, sorry, NFL, LSU, to play running back, switches to linebacker, and once he cleaned up uh, his issue with tackling too high, he has looked, uh, he's, he's just looked amazing, really. Uh, Devin, uh, also, we talk about Devin White and Levante David, both uh, interior linebackers, both have looked fantastic off the edge in the middle of the field. These guys have been disrupting, causing chaos everywhere it's really been fun watching these guys tear it up obviously that you know this bucks defense has been susceptible uh against some teams we saw it against the rams where it should it was a defensive showdown but you know they they tom brady couldn't stop turning the ball over so that that, that was kind of tough to watch if you ask me but now we're going to have to talk about who wins this match. And we'll quickly talk about the coaches quickly. Andy Reid and Bruce Arians. Andy Reid coming off, you know, his Super Bowl win where he said he was going to go eat a cheeseburger and straight back to it. And he he really has this year his play calling. Um, especially, like, I say play calling. His schemes he's drawn up on the offense have been looking fantastic. And, you know, he... Andy Reid is a, a savant when it comes to the offense. He he knows what works. He knows what to look for. He knows what looks he's getting. He always looks great. Um, and also kind of like, you know, the quarterback whisperer. We also see something very similar with Bruce Arians. Everyone calls him the quarterback whisperer. He's had some quarterbacks that played out of their damn minds. and Which is my, my worry with Brady. We say, a lot of people say Bruce Arians. We say you can see it. Um first year a quarterback spends in his system is always high interceptions, but also also a lot of big plays, a lot of... I saw Jameis Winston, dude went 34, is insane. But his touchdowns that he was throwing were amazing. This is why it was so uh, juxtaposed against some of the, the interceptions. I mean, the ones that were his fault anyway. Um, someone broke it down the other day. Only 18 of those interceptions were his fault, you know, but it it is it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, th- I think Patrick Mahomes just being the younger guy with a big arm is really going to get this done because I think it is going to have to come up to guys. Uh, look, if Tom Brady cannot throw it to Tyron Matthew or Daniel Sorensen, and just you know, dink and dunk, man. We know this is what Brady's good at. This is why Dwayne Haskins sucks in the NFL because at Ohio State he was dink and dunk. He gets to Washington, they're asking him to make hero throws all the damn time and it's not his play style that's why Brady has kind of sucked this year because you're making him do big passes as is not what he's good at he's good at the dink and dunk and we need to stick to that to watch him be effective so I know what you're asking what is your outcome for this game what is your verdict you always give us a verdict so my verdict for this game and it's gonna be controversial if both teams do exactly as I think they will do. It will be 31 Kansas City, 28 Tampa Bay. And I think that will come with a game-winning drive from Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady will, of course, have some late-game heroics. That's how his games against Kansas City go. 
Patrick Mahomes is two and one against the GOAT right now. It's young GOAT versus old GOAT. It's new in the game versus, you know, long in the tooth in Tom Brady. This is going to be a hell of a game. And I know I talk crap on Patrick Mahomes for having to uh, catch up on his state, but let's not ignore the fact that this guy is a lights out QB. One of the, well, in my opinion, probably the best guy playing right now. Sorry to my boy Josh Allen, sorry to my boy Justin Herbert, and sorry, RIP, to Joe Burrow's knee. Anyway, I have been Kieran. This has been Kieran's Corner, Bucks versus Kansas City. If you guys like this, please give us some feedback on Twitter. I am at at DCCYT Football on the Twitter. I want to give a shout out, of course, to my college colleagues. Uh, That is Liam66NFL. On Twitter, Wakefield90 on Twitter, FF Britballer on Twitter, and AJ More21 on the Twitter. Well, those are my guys, uh, Andy, Liam, Rob, and Lee. I think I said everyone. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's been a long day. I haven't slept much. Um, yeah, anyway, also follow Full 10 Yards on Twitter. That is at Full 10 Yards, obviously Full 10 Yards College Football and Full 10 Yards Fantasy as well. Come on Twitter, join the discourse, tell me I'm right, tell me I'm wrong. Anyway guys, anyway guys, I will see you soon. See you next week for more podcasts, more live streams and more articles over at Full10Yards.com. Have a good weekend and enjoy football. We'll see you in the next one. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com